The Bible Study Podcast, episode 215. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Daniel with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. You may recall that so far we've had Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, at least that is their Babylonian names, who have been brought into exile in Babylon. They've been made wise men and advisors to the king. Last week, we had the faith of the last three tested because they were asked to either give up their God, basically to fall down and worship this idol of gold the king had made, or to be thrown in the fiery furnace. And they chose the latter and were saved by God. And so Nebuchadnezzar, at this point, put out a decree that everyone should recognize that the God of those three, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, also the God of Balthasar, who is Daniel, who is the one who was able to interpret his dream previously and save all the wise men, should be recognized as being higher than all other gods. Well, that is something that he, although Nebuchadnezzar said it, he himself may have forgotten it, which is the theme of Daniel 4. Daniel 4, Nebuchadnezzar has another dream. King Nebuchadnezzar to the nations and peoples of every language who live on all the earth, may you prosper greatly. It is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. So this chapter of Daniel, Daniel has a number of different styles in its writing. It has narrative, as we've seen in the first three chapters. It has prophecy or apocalyptic writing, as we'll see later on, writing that is very difficult to understand, writing that is similar in style to the book of Revelation. And then this particular chapter is similar to the epistles. It is a letter. It is a letter from King Nebuchadnezzar to his people. And it is a letter that starts with the praising of the Most High God, the praising of God who has shown him great wonders, who has performed miraculous signs. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at home in my palace, contented and prosperous. I had a dream that made me afraid. As I was lying in bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me. So I commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be brought before me to interpret the dream for me. When the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners came, I told them the dream, but they could not interpret it for me. Finally, Daniel came into my presence, and I told him the dream. He is called Balthasar, after the name of my God, and the spirit of the holy gods is in him. So again, Nebuchadnezzar has had a dream. This time, he's not being so tough on his wise men. He is telling them the dream, but the wise men are honest enough to say, we don't know what that means. And so he calls Daniel. Daniel comes, and Daniel, who has been able to tell him what his dream means before, is going to be able to get a chance to do that again. And it's interesting that Daniel has been named. The name that he was given as he came to Babylon is after the god of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar recognizes that there is something special with Daniel. He says the spirit of the holy gods. Now he's using plural where we would use singular. So he's not really a believer. He's not a monotheist even yet. But he recognizes there's something different about Daniel or Balthasar. 
I said, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you, and no mystery is too difficult for you. Here is my dream. Interpret it for me. These are the visions I saw while lying in bed. I looked, and there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land. Its height was enormous. The tree grew large and strong, and its top touched the sky. It was visible to the ends of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it, the wild animals found shelter, and the birds lived in its branches. From it, every creature was fed. In the visions I saw while lying in bed, I looked, and there before me was a holy one, a messenger, coming down from heaven. He called in a loud voice, cut down the tree and trim off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the animals flee from under it and the birds from its branches, but let the stump and its roots bound with iron and bronze remain in the ground in the grass of the field. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. Let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth. Let his mind be changed from that of a man, and let him be given the mind of an animal, till seven times pass by for him. The decision is announced by messengers. The holy ones declare the verdict, so that the living may know that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth, and gives them to anyone he wishes, and sets over them the lowliest of people. This is the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now, Belteshazzar, tell me what it means, for none of the wise men in my kingdom can interpret it for me, but you can, because the spirit of the holy gods is in you. So this is the dream that he's had. He's dreamed of this great big tree and then a messenger, which would be angel. That's what the word means, coming down from heaven and calling out for this tree to be chopped down. And The interesting thing about this dream so far, as the king tells it, the angel, the messenger, then starts to talk about the tree with a male pronoun. Now, one usually talks about a tree and says it, but the way this is translated, at least by the time it makes it all the way into English here, is let him be drenched with the dew of heaven and let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth. Let his mind be changed. And so that is going to be a little hint here that the tree may in fact not be a tree. And so Daniel interprets the dream. Then Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, was greatly perplexed for a time, and his thoughts terrified him. So the king said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its meaning alarm you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries. This is something you don't ever want to hear your wise men tell you, because he's about to tell you some very bad news. The tree you saw, which grew large and strong, with its top touching the sky, visible to the whole earth, with beautiful leaves and abundant fruit, providing food for all, giving shelter to the wild animals, and having nesting places in its branches for the birds. At this point, I think he was just delaying the bad news, because he continues in verse 22, Your majesty, you are that tree. You have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky, and your dominion extends to distant parts of the earth. Your majesty saw a holy one, a messenger, coming down from heaven and saying, cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump bound with iron and bronze in the grass of the field while its roots remain in the ground. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. Let him live with the wild animals until seven times pass by for him. 
This is the interpretation, your majesty, and this is the decree the Most High has issued against my lord, the king. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox and be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. The command to leave the stump of the tree with its roots means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. Therefore, your majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be that your prosperity will continue. Now, it's interesting because that isn't exactly what I expected Daniel would say. I would expect Daniel to say, recognize God and recognize God as over all things, but he is given more specific instructions here to renounce his sin, do what is right, and be kind to the oppressed. And one of the things that I think we're looking at here is that the king's hubris, the king's pride has grown to the point where last time we saw he arranged for everyone to worship him via a statue of gold. And so... God is going to cut him down a bit. And possibly the reason why Daniel is saying be kind to the oppressed is that is also something that one can do out of humility. But basically it appears that the problem that the king has is pride. And that's borne out by the rest of the story. All this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later. Now, that's interesting because, so he's given this warning by Daniel. He's given then time to affect change. He's given time to let the lesson sink in, but it appears we're about to learn that instead he's used that time to let the lesson be forgotten. And obviously time in between a warning and a intervention by God, as we're about to see here, can be used for either one. And King Nebuchadnezzar apparently is about to use his poorly. All this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. He said, Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? Even as the words were on his lips, a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox. Seven times will pass you by until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. And so it appears that King Nebuchadnezzar got a little full of himself. He's seeing all of this grandeur of Babylon built by his mighty power for the glory of his majesty. And God says, hang on a second. I can make whoever I want king. You're going to be doing some mowing for a while. Immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from people and ate grass like the ox. His body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. By the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High God. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases. 
with the powers of heaven and the people of the earth. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of heaven, because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. And all of this is a letter that Nebuchadnezzar sends out to his people and sends out over time to us as well. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.